Coming up next, Book and It Reads, all books by N.D. Wilson. Welcome back to Booking It. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs. And joining me today are two of my good friends, Mr. Isaiah Reski. Hello. And Mr. Tanner Lewis. Howdy. Well, folks, uh, we're gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say that this is our second attempt at recording this because last time Tanner's microphone wasn't on. He forgot to turn it on. What a doofus. Ow. Wow, okay. It was all, we he only got wow. like five seconds through. It's okay, I know. Shut up. And also, his, his computer isn't going to be the one that's probably going to die halfway into this recording. So. Also true. You've guessed it, guys. My computer might die, and we might hear a yeah. hard cut to some one of us talking later. Yeah, so if we randomly like, either cut like that or randomly one of us is just not on the podcast, it's because it died, and then we just had to restart yep. or continue it later. Before we hop into actually talking about our subject, author Andy Wilson, I... Um, I wanted to do a quick update on what the summer is going to look like. I think I mentioned this last episode, but me and Tanner are just going to be popping in every couple of weeks and updating the guys on what we're reading and our thoughts on the books we're reading over the summer. I'm reading War and Peace right now. I'm one-fifth of the way through. I'm enjoying it. I'm checking along faster than I thought I would. Tanner, how far are you? Have you, started, you haven't started Moby Dick yet, have you? No, I haven't. My mom's trying to make me pick up War and Peace now, which is oh, really? sound, yeah, so it's Hop sounding in. like that we are going to... The fun. We'll we'll join the club and we'll read through everything. Okay, do War and Peace, and then we'll do Moby. Okay, yeah. Isaiah, what about you? Have you started uh, Anna Karenina or what? I'm kidding. Isaiah's not going to read Anna Karenina. Isaiah, what are you reading over the summer? Wow. Uh, I honestly don't know yet. Probably Dune if I can, but yeah, Dune we'll and Dune Messiah. Me and Tanner have been trying to get Tanner to read. All right, me and Tanner have been trying to get Isaiah to read it. So. There you go. Yeah. That's the right words. Right. <laughs> yeah, me and Cooper <laughs> have not been right trying words. to get me to read something. No. Tanner reads what he wants. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. We have never come to a problem with me reading something. It's always been Matthew. It's true. It's true. Though. true Maybe yeah. it's because I mean, we avoid well, the books. And, and we avoid the big no-nos for me. Percy Jackson and Harry Potter. It's true. Well, um, actually, I think Isaiah, I think I've forced Isaiah to read more books this year than I think I've ever forced Tanner to read. By the way, I just want to give a huge round of applause. For this episode, I handed Isaiah like a stack of books to read, and he read through them. It was like three them. books. So, yeah. yeah, a stack, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, and so I want to give a huge round of applause. I am I am impressed so that Matthew did thank finish you, Lord of the Rings, at least to my knowledge, he did it. So, but I'm I impressed, don't th- you guys. Good job. According to, from his response to me, I believe that he said, if I'm quoting him correctly, I've been watching YouTube videos that recap it. He probably has. I don't think I'm not surprised. I Neither am I. It's Matthew. But, you know, it's okay. The podcasts were fine. Okay, let's talk about Indy Wilson, guys. So um, I guess we should say like, who Indy Wilson... I mean, our audience knows who Indy Wilson is, but for A the beast. person who doesn't know, uh, does anybody want to... I mean, Tanner probably is the only one. Isaiah doesn't really know much about him. So Tanner, why don't you tell our audience about Indy Wilson a little bit, to your knowledge. I don't have a whole lot of biographical things about him. Cooper no, that's okay. probably has more You're about that. Like... I'll, I'll overlay his kind of realm, if you will. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, he has written The Hundred Cupboards, The Ashtown Burials, and uh, 
Um, uh, Outlaws uh, of Time. Outlaws of Time. Thank you. And he's, he's done like two one-off books, Sleep Hike Ridge and Boys of Blur, both of which I have read. I haven't read either of those, although I've read all of his trilogies. So he's got mm-hmm. the he's got those three trilogies, which are all good. <laughs> three tri- he has a trilogy of trilogies. Well, actually, Ashtown's going to be a quartet. Ashtown's now. going to be a quartet. That's going to be pretty fun. But yeah, anyway, I'm ready for yeah, it to be a quartet. It needs yeah. to be. It you can't end it there. Yeah. Well, anyway, Indy Wilson. Those you don't know. In homeschool circles especially, he's a pretty popular author. He's the son of Doug Wilson, the pastor. He lives in Idaho, um, writes these books. Like Tanner says, he's written all those books. He just listed off. And he's been uh, pretty popular, especially in homeschool circles. And so I really wanted to talk about Andy Wilson. I think it's he's a fun author to talk about, and he's written some interesting stuff. And, yeah, anyway, I guess Isaiah, well, do we need to do baggage? I just need to do baggage. Man, sure. I'm not a source today. All right, Isaiah, why don't you give your baggage on Andy Wilson? Well, I think I heard of the guy a while ago from one of you two, but I never read any of his books yeah. until Cooper handed me that stack of books for the 100 cupboards like a month ago. Not not, not a month ago, yeah. like three weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. A while ago, whatever. As I so, recall yeah. it, I handed it to you yesterday and you finished them all for it. I'm kidding. That's not what happened. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, um, I finished Tanner, or... oh, like two thirds of the final book last night, so. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Exactly. Hats off. Good. Tanner, <laughs> what about you? Any baggage? Um uh, so uh, I think my baggage is uh, I uh was bored and uh, he was bored. So I opened up my Kindle. I know it's not a magic bookshelf, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I opened up my Kindle and in my suggested I had uh, um uh, the Ashtown burial. Actually, no. I take that I take that back. Um, uh, one of our friends from our, uh, um, classical conversations campus, um, uh, recommended that I read, uh, um, uh, well, recommended Jessica? to my mom. Yes. Um, uh, recommended to my mom that I should read, uh, um, Ashtown burials. Mm-hmm. And so out of lack of better things to read, um, uh, I read Ashtown burials and, uh, really enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure I plowed through all of those in mm-hmm. like a day and a half. It's not that hard, yep. but I definitely had to go it's back not. and reread them. Ashtown Burials is like a plop of information. Yeah, it's the they're dense and just the information and everything that they drop for sure. And we'll kind of get to that as I talk about my thoughts on him. Anyway, my baggage. I think that I don't remember oh, if I read. I guess Ashtown. we need to we need to clarify oh. that I've then I started talking with you about them, and then you told me that he also oh, yeah. did Hundred Cupboards and uh, um, Outlaws of Time. And then I read yeah. uh, Outlaws of Time, and then I procrastinated on 100 Cupboards, and then I read 100 Cupboards, yeah. and I didn't necessarily like it a whole lot, bunch. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, anyway, my, my baggage, I'm pretty sure that my mom first introduced him to me because he was on a list somewhere, and that's honestly how I got most of my books from ages 6 to 11 or whatever, and I can't remember list. if I read, yeah, for sure. I mean, I look. Pull up any homeschool famous homeschool list. I've read all those books, or at least. Did you just say famous read. homeschool list? Yeah, I mean Sarah McKenzie, you know, Read Aloud Revival, um, Honey for a Child's Heart. All those lists, I've read them all. And He's read them all anyway, I, I think I have. I think I have. <laughs> no joke. Anyway, Mom handed me Indy Wilson, and I either read Hunter Cupboards or Ashtown. 
Um, whichever one it was, I read the other one next and just kind of dived into him. And I think I was around 11 at the time, and I just read everything he had. I read Entire Hundred Cupboards. I read all of Ashtown. I read Lee Pike Ridge. I read Boys of Blur. I read Outlaws of Time. I just kind of devoured all that he had. Um, and I know my friends um, also had Hunter Cupboards, and I, actually it's probably one I wanted to read first because the old covers look pretty cool. And I think, let me go, I'll, I'll say with Hunter Cupboards, the plot of Hunter Cupboards is a boy goes to live with his, uh, his aunt and uncle in Kansas, and while he's sleeping in the attic, he scrapes away the wall, and there are 100 cupboards leading to 100 different worlds. That's the plot. And so obviously that was really, really fun. And so that's when I wanted to read. Anyway, I've had a, man, I've had a weird relationship with Andy Wilson because literally I have no recollection of almost, like, all of that that I read when I was 11 is a blur. Like, none of that really stuck with me. I reread 100 Cupboards last year. I've reread Leapike a couple of times, and I reread the first book of Outlaws of Time. But it just went over my head. The we'll only one worth rereading. Some of that. I, I think so. Um, I mean, Andy Wilson's, we'll talk about it. I think it's pretty good, but... Um, Outlaw's definitely the one that I would go back to. Um, anyway, and I would have this relationship with his weird style. Not weird. I don't know what to say. His style of writing, I would struggle with occasionally. And then, also, I really like him as a person. I've watched his videos on writing, which I recommend to you. The Fantastical School of Wordcraft. Um, I also like him as a person. Um, when he's talked about writing or whatever in his podcast, I love all of that. But I have this weird relationship with him that I want to talk about. Which is one of the reasons why... We're doing this episode. Uh, that, oh, man, that was a weird... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Failed sneeze. I was trying to sneeze, and I can't sneeze, and it's weird. Okay. You're not okay, Cooper. That was a rambling baggage, but I think it's time. Isaiah, I want to start with you. What are your thoughts on Andy Wilson? What did you think about Hunter Cupboards and about his style was... and him? I like the uh, book series quite a bit. I mean... I wouldn't say it's my favorite one, but I think it's good. I'll probably end up rereading it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. I don't know. I thought it was very creative. I would have never, ever thought of that or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, for sure. I liked it. Um, what do you think about his, like, writing? Did you struggle with it at all? Did you like his um, prose? What did you think about that? Um, I don't know. I just, honestly, I don't know. I kind of suck with stuff like this. Honestly, I didn't really pay attention to his writing style while reading it. I was more paying attention That's to good. the storyline. That's good. So, um, here's That's my, here's what a I wish I would have done. Um, did you find his style to be evocative? As in, you could kind of just live in in the scene. Like, were, were you able to clearly picture what was happening, what was going on, whenever you were reading? Um, yeah, yeah. I know. I could definitely tell what was happening as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other thoughts on do? I mean, do you want to? Kind of gave what you liked about it. I mean, anything you didn't like about it, just Hunter Cupboards? I mean, I already kind of said this, but I just thought it was like a very creative book mm-hmm. and idea for it, and that's kind of why I liked it. Yeah. And it was a good storyline. It was entertaining and stuff like that. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. Santa, what about you? What do you think about Andy Wilson? I enjoy his uh, um, uh, stories. Um, uh, yeah. All of his... Uh, um, uh, ideas were really creative. Like, Outlaws of Time was a really creative idea. Um, uh, even though the execution was less than satisfactory on the last two books. Um, uh, but, um, uh, just 
and definitely for a hundred cupboards, his hundred cupboards idea was, um, uh, I mean, it sounds oh, so easy. It sounds so simple. Just there are a hundred different places, a hundred different worlds, um, and they're all connected by these hundred cupboards. Like that's just a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets more and more complex as you go through it mm-hmm. on the idea and like how far he takes it. Here, yeah. I guess here's my problem with um, Hundred Cupboards specifically. You open it up, and it's kind of this lighthearted book at the first. Yeah. It's like Kansas and cornfields and yeah. baseball. And then you get two chapters in, and then it's just like, boom, dark. Like, for the entirety of that book, and then all the way through um, Dandelion Fire, it's just like really dark. And mm-hmm. uh, like my entire That's mental atmosphere... Well, Chestnut yes. King is less so, but... Well, I mean, that's when they introduce, like, that whole fingerlings and all that stuff, though. Oh, yeah, fingerlings, though. Come on. Those things are kind of Those were up, ingenious. Man. Those were an ingenious, ingenious. idea. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean it is true. Like, there is, there, are, there is a huge tonal shift between the first book, which is mostly Kansas and, like I said, baseball, um, root beer, uh, you know, scuffney, all that kind of stuff. Um, all that kind of small-town America magic. And then, yeah, you get into the second book, and it's the grueling second act, and it's just dark, and you have battles and trooping back and forth and rain and all these kind of things, right? Um, and then you get to the last book, and it's different. Um, it's a bit more lighthearted. It's a bit more Return of the King style, I should say. Spoiler alert. Um, but, yeah, there's a huge tonal shift for sure, which is interesting, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Hunter and Cupboards go, I do really like it. When I reread it, I really enjoyed it. I'd say, okay, and here's kind of where I'll have a weird rant, okay? So stay with me. I struggle with Indy Wilson because sometimes I feel like I can't clearly picture what he's describing. So I asked Isaiah earlier, like, did you find his writing to be evocative? Could you live in the moment? Could you clearly see what's going on? And he had no problem with that, which is good. So maybe it's just my problem. My problem is I think he's a really good writer. I think he's really good. And, okay, this might be a bit controversial. I mean, okay, it'd be controversial for Isaiah, not for Tanner. I think he's a better writer than J.K. Rowling, okay? If you just take an average page of Andy Wilson's writing and compare it to an average page of J.K. Rowling's writing, more work, more craftsmanship, and more detail will be put into Andy Wilson's page than to J.K. Rowling's page, okay? Now, I'm not saying that Andy Wilson is better than Harry Potter because he's not. Harry Potter is a better story. And I feel like it's almost... Okay, Indy Wilson tries... He's swinging for the fences, and every page you read, he's swinging for the fences. He's putting in a ton of effort. He's doing really great stuff, and he's swinging for the fences. And Hunter Coverts, I don't think he quite landed it, because he's going for the same time this poetic, this abstract, and yet this grounded story, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. On every page, he's trying to do something, something with poetry... But he's also trying to give you a clear image. He's also trying to evoke something. He's doing all these things. And in Hunter Cupboards, for me, it didn't connect. I literally could not remember almost anything from the second book or the third book um, before I reread it recently. And I think the first book is the best, and that first section is the best at the evocative writing. 
because I can clearly picture Kansas, the baseball game, um, you know, the the cornfields. This it's just small town magic. He captures it perfectly. But then as soon as you go into this weird stuff, they're going through the cupboards, they're going through different worlds. It's hard to picture. It's hard to get what's from in my mind. It's hard to remember what's going on, or it's it's not clearly evoked. So I have this weird relationship because he's swinging for the fences and he's doing great writing. He's a great writer. And even though I can admit his writing style is awesome, I still can't picture what's going on. Um, and I don't know if you guys can help me like parse like why why that is, like why I feel that. But that's just that's just my struggle with Hunter Covers because I really love it. I love the plot. I love. I think it's really cool. All of the different worlds and the different kingdoms and Henry being a seventh son of a seventh son. All this, all the mythology. And I just struggle with it because I can't clearly picture what's going on at some points. So help me, guys. Help me. Save me. Yeah, I got no clue, man. Um, uh, let's see here. I haven't specifically read it in, like, I think the last time I read Andy Wilson was, like, two or three months ago. But, How dare um, you? You're supposed to read it for the podcast. Come on, man. Well, I'm also supposed to read a lot of other things for school sure. and the podcast. Okay, here's the thing, though. Just to, just to clarify... <laughs> I gave Isaiah Hunter coverage because he hasn't read any, any Indy Wilson before this. And this entire year, I knew we were going to do this episode, and so I've been reading. I rewrote Hunter Cupboards. I rewrote LLs at time. Like, I've been rereading a bunch of stuff. Maybe I haven't read it too recently, but it's still fresh in my mind. Anyway, go ahead, Tanner. Well, same for me. Like, I reread Outlaws. But, um, mm-hmm. or at least the part's worth rereading. Um, yeah. Like, I guess... I guess that's what I'm going to use my example from Outlaws. So Isaiah, you're going to be a little bit lost, but I think that I can kind of give okay. the give my um, example through there the best. Um, uh, so for those of you that have read uh, um, uh, his Outlaws of Time trilogy, basically, it's imagine a western mixed with time travel. Boom! Yes, and snake that's why imagine the first book's tombs, amazing. Imagine, yeah, imagine he tra- Tombstone and something else. Yeah. Tombstone and uh, Back to the Future. What's a good time travel? Yeah, yeah, cause that's actually a really good one. Actually, yeah. that's a really that's good one. That that's especially for the third book. Okay, but it's it's that's less what it it's is. less but it's less buddy comedy though. It's there's not a lot yeah. of buddy comedy. So yeah. anyway, go ahead, Tanner. Moving the time on. travel of Back to the Future. Um anyways, um uh, it gets um uh, like for the first book it's amazing because he's you're able to see everything and like cooper was saying like you're able to see everything and uh i think that just in his first books he does a really good job of um keeping it focused on uh, um uh, like the story and being able to show you everything that's happening in the story but then by the time you get to uh, um his second book he always want he always thinks that he's laid down the foundation well enough and like shown you enough that he can begin to show you these more complex um yeah he ideas. just kind of floods it the second yeah. book and he's like the sec almost for every single one it's just like okay i've given you this little inkling of everything that's happening and now we're going to and open really the cool. floodgate yeah and it's really cool and you really like it so now i'm going to open the floodgates wide and we're going to show you just how far we can take this before it gets weird yeah and i think that's really great to you right i think part of the reason is the first hundred cupboards book 
literally the first 250 pages, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Right, Isaiah? I mean, literally, there's maybe mm-hmm. 50 pages worth of stuff that happens within something five times that long. And literally only in the last fourth does something actually happen. And that doesn't really set up the world for what's going to happen in the next two books. And so he has to like do this almost re-establishing the world in the second book. And then you're already launched inside the story. And I haven't read Ashtown since I read it for the first time, but Tanner tells me it's the same way where he gives you all this really cool stuff about Ashtown um, and the burial, and then all of a sudden he just kind of launches you into the story and you missed all the stuff. Because we said earlier, it's really dense. His writing's not dense, but all the stuff he packs into his writing is dense. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's not a hard read. It's a it's not. hard comprehension. Of what yeah. he's written. Yeah. Like his. Yes. Yeah. What he. It's not like I'm going to go spend five minutes like trying to research this word to figure out what the heck he's saying. Yeah. Like it's some not of like the dense older as books. Reading, like it's not, you know, dense uh, as in. Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Billy Dick. It's more dense in the fact of uh, like <laughs> it's more dense in the fact of uh, um, almost J.R.R. Tolkien. Like let's walk through a forest. Do you know what we see in this forest? Well, it's not Tolkien because he doesn't need to be that dense. But it, it seems like Andy Wilson almost needs to write more because he's just jamming all this good stuff into a paragraph. Like, hold up, explain that more. And so I think Isaiah's right. Like, you, you read Hunter Coverage for the first time, and you enjoyed it. And I would too. I enjoyed Hunter Coverage because on the story level, it can just be enjoyed. But then you go back and you reread it, especially as an older person, and it's like, wow, there's so much more here that I missed. There's so much more depth. And especially in Ashtown, like really in Ashtown, it's packed Ashtown in. His mythology is, is packed in. His own Ashtown beast. is a masterpiece. I could reread Ashtown a lot. Yeah. I don't exactly have the same problems with Ashtown. Um, uh, mm-hmm. As far as Ashtown goes, I think that um, he does a really good job with continuing to keep, like, continuing to only inch little pieces of information in at a time and in order to make that that last revelation the biggest and greatest thing like also ashtown is every time his longest stuff it's the biggest stuff so he has more time yeah his his ashtown is amazing i love his ashtown yeah um okay let me finish kind of my rant and then explain why i think outlaws (laughs) is one of his best stuff Okay, so I think the reason I struggle with him is I think that's kind of what I said earlier. Every page, he's swinging for the fences, and he's trying to do something poetic. He's trying to do something abstract and yet still be grounded. And so there are places where he nails it, where he gets the abstract, gets the poetical, and he gets the grounded. But in 100 covers especially, and in some places in Ashtown, he doesn't connect. And so I just miss it. Like, Boys of Blur, I don't remember any of it because it's just too abstract. He didn't ground it enough. Hunter Coverage, I didn't remember it because he just didn't connect. He was swinging really hard and didn't connect. And then parts of Ashtown, I remember because he connected. Parts I don't. But Lee Pike Ridge um, and Outlaws, I remember because he connected for the most part. So I love about Outlaws of Time is it's him connecting the most, especially that first book. That first book is his most well-written that I've read. It's really good. It's really good. It's got a great plot. And it's written really well, as in it's got his signature style. He's swinging for the fences. He's going for abstract and yet grounded, and he connects, and it's awesome. And it's really cool, and he plays the with themes book. like sacrifice. 
Yeah, for the first book. And the second books go more abstract and weird and doesn't really connect. But the first book especially, it's really awesome. Um, and he plays with things like sacrifice, with redemption, with time, and everything like that. And it's really awesome. But, and I, man, I wish it connected on 100 Cupboards as well. Because I love 100 Cupboards. I think it's great. I know Isaiah really liked it in his first time. I know Tanner didn't like it as much, but he likes Andy Wilson. And I feel like that world is so cool and that idea is so cool. And it's a fun sandbox to play in. And he just missed out on connecting some of the time. And I, th- I really wish that he could have connected. Because we're okay, encouraging here's my conclusion. what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're telling more stories in this world. Okay, here's my conclusion. I really love Andy Wilson. He's a guy who's a Christian. Who cares about telling good stories? I mean, we can't deny every single one of his books he's written, he tells a good story. He cares about putting effort into his writing, something that I complain about about Harry Potter, which I love. I love Harry Potter, but she needs to put more effort into her writing. And yet, sometimes when he's swinging for the fence, and because of all the things that I love about him, he can sometimes miss, and sometimes not nail it, and sometimes I'm left wanting more, and I can't remember what happened. Yet, he still is awesome at what he does. And so for that, I recommend Andy Wilson to people. I recommend Hunter Carberry to Isaiah. I recommend he go read the rest of Andy Wilson's Ufra. And I recommend that you guys go read Andy Wilson. Because there aren't many people this day who put an effort into the writing and who tell good stories. Yet at some point, just for me, he fails to lay down the groundwork or whatever it is and just connect with his style, even though he writes really hard. So that's my conclusion. I hope it makes sense. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I would also like to point out that w- this is probably one of the reasons that for every um, uh, book that we read that's from this century, we go back and we read something from like, we go back and we read like eight more from huh, 100, 200 yeah, years ago. Times, classic books. The good ones. The ones that actually took effort and time and have a good story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If more authors today put more effort into their writing, we would have better books because there are a bunch of good stories out there to tell that people are telling maze runner just with crappy writing style yeah i mean maze runner i turn oh, i turn those pages but it's written so bad terribly if we had so badly thi- i haven't read it yeah well you would agree isaiah would love it but he'd be like yeah the writing style is trash so yeah you need if if he had taken that book and he had put a little bit more effort into it it would have been amazing but yeah what if anyway that's our food in the trash. Isaiah, Isaiah, you would recommend people go read Hunter Cupboards, right? Yeah, totally. I'm silly. Tan would recommend people go read Ashtown. I suggest that you read, a, like, go down the line and how popular they are. Like, that's the best way to do it. So, Hunter Cupboards is most popular. Hundred Cupboards. Then I'd go. Is it Outlaws or Ashtown? I pretty. I think it's Ashtown Outlaws. They're pretty close. Like Hunter yeah. Cupboards is far away the most popular, but Ashtown Outlaws are pretty close. Yeah. I mean, and then Boys of Blur and Lee Pike are really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I personally like Ashtown better. I guess I'll give my reasons for Ashtown right now. Um, Good. I like Ashtown better because um, for Cooper, Outlaws connected better. But I think that Ashtown connected the most for me just in the fact that um, it went all the way through. And uh, like every single one of his uh, books in Ashtown had something that connected and kept it rooted. And so, whereas I, for 100 Cupboards, I just see this, like, string flying in the wind. And uh, same uh-huh. for out, and same for Outlaws. Like, after that, 
you've got that one first book that keeps it grounded, but then the rest is just like flying out in the wind. I see this kind of a chain for yeah. Ashtown that makes me enjoy it more because I know that I can pick up the first book and I can read it all the way through and enjoy all of it. Whereas for Outlaws and uh, Hundred Cupboards, I'll pick up the first book, read it all the way through, and then put it down and say, done, don't need to go read the last two books because I know I'm just going to waste my time. Those yeah, were once and done. that's what happened to me. I, I read the first book again. I didn't go read the second book, mostly because I don't own it and I own the third book, but I haven't been tempted to go back and read them. Honestly, Hundred Cupboards is the one for me uh, Hunter Coverage is the one where I don't remember a lot because I can't, for some reason, picture what's going on. And so I just remember the cool parts. I'm like, man, that sounds really awesome. I want to go read that again. So for me, Hunter Coverage is the one where I really, really love the whole thing. And I think it could have been something awesome. And I think it is something something awesome. But, yeah. Um, any final thoughts on Andy Wilson, Isaiah? Good author. Yep. You going to go read some more of his books? Oh, uh, probably. You uh, so you most interested in Outlaws or Ashtown, based on what we've said? Uh, Outlaws. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, you should yeah. be more interested in Ashtown. Ashtown. Well, Fine, Ashtown. Ashtown. It's, it's harder. It's harder to summarize what Ashtown is into one word. Like we tell Isaiah, it's a western. Pain. It's a western showdown with time travel. That ain't one word. Um, and Ashtown is like this re- weird mythological, like. Adventure Outlaw, series. I mean, Ashtown is uh, actually. Here's how I would describe Ashtown. Ashtown mm-hmm. is a um, uh, adventure book. Like, just think 1800s yeah, adventure, adventure is. series. And like, imagine the good version of Uncharted. Yes. <laughs> imagine biplanes and like jumping well, out. You didn't like Uncharted. Into. No, I didn't. I didn't actually see it, but um, I oh, know okay. it was. You know. If they come out with a second movie, <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Only for what, anyway, only for the final scene. <laughs> guys, somehow my computer's miraculously stayed alive. Let's hope it has enough juice to do some yeah, donuts. We started with seventeen percent on it. I don't understand. Yeah, it's at eight percent now. So we're okay. Oh, sorry. Go go go. That's okay. Impressive. Sorry, people. If you want a donor shout out, make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash bookinet. Support us for five dollars and more. We shout you out on the show. Whew. Okay. Hold okay. up. I'm gonna hold say up. the patron. Your laptop went down nine percent. Mine went down twenty seven. Mine's on battery saver, so that may have oh, only. Okay, mine that. isn't. Mine like went down four, down but I have it. Low. Ch- but I have it charging. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say the patron, and you guys say which Andy Wilson book you think they would like the best, because I think we have enough. All right, Nana Tanner. Ashtown. Say we, we don't have enough to do. Just say one book. Oh. Um. Dragon's what's the first? Tooth Dragon's Tooth. Crown Vault. Okay. Uh, Isaiah, Van Fabian Wayla. Let's go with Hunter Cupboards, the first one. It's just called Hunter Cupboards, which yeah, is weird. Hunter Cupboards, know. there you go. It's kind of weird. It's like Hunter Cupboards and the Hunter Cupboards trilogy. Yeah, whatever. Um, Tanner, Isaiah's grandparents, Mike and Sylvia. Drowned Vault. All right. Isaiah, your your parents, Mr. Mike and Miss Laura. Let's go with uh, the Hunter Cupboards, the uh, Chestnut King. Chestnut King. All right, Tanner and Jenny and Uncle Sam. Dandelion Fire. Okay, folks, so Cooper's um, computer finally died, and so he is behind the curtain feeding us information. I will be acting host right now, so Cooper's the guy behind the screen. So Time to to continue going. Time to continue. Time for Moses, Isaiah. 
Uh, I'll give them Outlaws of Time. Okay. And then I'll do Zara. Zara, you get the Song of Glory and Ghost. And uh, Anna? Anna, you'll get uh, Empire of Bones. And then uh, Emily gets Last of the Lost Boys. Isaiah Becky? I'll give her Lee Pike Ridge. And then Lizzie, you get Boys of Blur. So, folks, um, uh, make sure to uh, leave a, uh, um, a five-star review. Five-star rating. Five-star rating and a review, of course. Um, I'm messing up terribly. There's a reason why I'm not the host. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, until next time. Keep on booking it.